Thank you for coming on today's podcast. We'll be reading uh, June 17 and 18 on the 365 Bible. Let's go ahead and begin on 1 Kings chapter 18. After many months passed in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab, Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become severe, very, in Samaria. So Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Now Obadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once, when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had hidden 100 of them in two caves. He had put 50 prophets in each cave and supplied them with food and water. Ahab said to Obadiah, We must check every spring in the valley to see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules. So they divided the land between them. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. As Obadiah was walking along, he saw Elijah coming toward him. Obadiah recognized him at once and fell to the ground before him. Is it really you, my lord Elijah, he asked. Yes, it is, Elijah replied. Now go and tell your master I am here. Oh, sir, Obadiah protested. What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to my death at the hands of Ahab? For I swear by the Lord your God that the king has searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you. And each time when he was told, Elijah isn't here, King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of this, of his claim. <clears throat> and now you say, <clears throat> go and tell your master that Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away to who knows where. When Ahab comes and cannot find you, he will kill me. Yet I have been a true servant of the Lord all my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill the Lord's prophets? I hid a hundred of them in two caves and supplied them with food and water. And now you say, go and tell your master that Elijah is here. Sure, if I do that, I'm as good as dead. But Elijah said, I swear by the Lord Almighty, in whose presence I stand, that I will present myself to Ahab today. So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come, and Ahab went out to meet him. So it is you, it is Israel's troublemaker, Ahab asked when he saw him. I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are the troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of Baal instead. Now bring all the people of Israel to Mount Carmel with all 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah, who are supported by Jezebel. So Ahab summoned all the people and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How long are you going to waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Now bring two bulls 
the prophet of Baal may choose whichever one they wish to cut into pieces and lay it on the wood of this altar, but without setting fire to it. I will prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood on the altar, but not set fire to it. Then call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by setting fire to the wood, is the true God. And all the people agree. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, You go first, for there are many of you. Choose one of the bulls and prepare it and call on the name of your God, but do not set fire to the wood. <clears throat> so they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of the bell all morning, shouting, O bell, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced wildly around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed, for surely he is a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought, or he is relieving himself, or maybe he is away on a trip, or he is asleep and needs to be awakened. So they shouted louder and louder, and following their normal customs, they cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no reply, no voice, no answer. Then Elijah called to the people, Come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took twelve stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel, and he used the stones to rebuild the Lord's altar. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, Fill four large jars with water, and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, Do the same thing again. And when they were finished, he said, Now do it the third time. So they did as he had said, and the water ran around the altar and even overflowed the trench. <clears throat> As the customary time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you have brought them back to yourselves. Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even, even licked up all the water in the ditch. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and cried out, The Lord is God! The Lord is God! Then Elijah commanded, Seize all the prophets of Baal! Don't let a single one escape! So the people seized them all, and Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley and killed them there. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go and enjoy a good meal, for I hear a mighty rainstorm is coming. So Ahab prepared a feast, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and fell to the ground and prayed. Then he said to his servant, 
Go and look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked, but he returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see a thing. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look, and seven times he went. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry to Ahab and tell, and tell him, Climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And sure enough, the sky was soon black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Now the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tuck his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. And June 18, 1 Kings chapter 19. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel what Elijah had done and that he had slaughtered the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods also kill me if by this time tomorrow I have failed to take your life like those whom you, whom you kill. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the desert, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might, might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up and eat. He looked around and saw some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came, said again, and said unto him, Get up and eat some more, for there is a long journey ahead of you. So he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel forty days and forty nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have a zealous I have zealously served the Lord Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Then Elijah heard it. He wrapped his face on his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel had broken their covenant with you, torn down your altar, and killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, 
Go back the way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazael to be the king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, from Abel Meholah, to replace you as my prophet. Anyone who escapes from Hazael will be killed by Jehu. And those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed to bow or kiss him. So Elijah went out and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field with a team of oxen. There were 11 teams of oxen ahead of him, and he was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went out over to him and threw his cloak over across his shoulders and walked away again. Elijah left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go and come back, but consider what I have done for you. Elijah then returned to his oxen, killed them, and used the wood for the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the other plowman, and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Note, commentary. The uh, the still small voice of the Lord is what we're to get easily and empathetically, not in rush, to hear the voice of the God resting and waiting upon him as he is the Lord, the King, the mighty God of all things. And he, he does remarkable things. One of the beauty of that Elijah prayed seven times for God's will. And on the seventh time, the will came to pass that the waters came uh, incredibly to fill the land back up with moisture. Amen. And now a reading for the New Testament, the uh, chapter Acts 17, for June 17 and 18, Acts chapter 11. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, some of the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. One day in Joppa, he said, while I was praying, I went to a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down on me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of small animals, wild animals, reptiles, and birds that we are not allowed to eat. And I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Never, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything forbidden by our Jewish laws. But the voice from heaven came again. If God says something is acceptable, don't say it isn't. This happened three times before the sheet and all of its contained was pulled back to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where I was staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry about their being Gentiles. 
These six brothers here accompany me, and when we soon arrive at the home of the man who had sent for us, he told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, Send messengers to Joppa to find Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and all your household will be saved. Well, I began telling them the good news, but just as I was getting started, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as he fell on us in the beginning. Though I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us, when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to argue? When the others heard this, all their objections were answered, and they began praising God. They said, God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of turning from sin and receiving eternal life. Meanwhile, the believers who had left fled from Jerusalem during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the good news, but only to Jews, however, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was upon them, and a large number of the Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw this proof of God's favor, he was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith, and a large number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to find Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching great numbers of people. It was there in Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings to predict by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gift to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. Amen. And now, Acts chapter 12 for June 18. About this time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle... James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish leaders, he arrested Peter during the Passover celebration and imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod's intention was to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly to him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, chained between two soldiers with others standing guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. 
The angel tapped him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me. The angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was really happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate to the street. And this opened to them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally realized what had happened. It is really true, he said to himself. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jews were hoping to do to me. After a little thought, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back and sighed and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they exclaimed, said, when she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally went out and opened the door, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them what had happened and how the Lord had led him out of jail. Tell James and the other brothers what had happened, he said, and then he went to another place. At dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough research search for him. When he, he couldn't be found, Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. Afterwards, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Now, Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, so they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for their food. They made friends with Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the, the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on the throne, and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It is the voice of God, not of, of a man. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Note, very interesting that uh, he received the people's uh, worship instead, instead of giving the glory to God. So the greatest vanity is the greatest crippling effect of a man, and it always comes to test your spirit. You know, it changes the way you think, vanity and other people worshiping. So right away, we have to give glory to God. No, I want to thank God for he's given me the skill. I want to thank God for he has made me, he has humbled me with this blessing. I want to thank the Lord for it is his work in my life that he's doing for me that I couldn't do for myself. I was stuck. Then God came in and made a difference in my life.
Thanks be to God who always causes us to prosper. Amen. Now, let's go ahead and read Psalms 135 and Psalms. Interesting. This, uh, the next Psalm, 136. Both of them together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise Him, you who are served the Lord. You who serve in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Celebrate with his wonderful name with music. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his own special treasure. I know the greatness of the Lord, that our Lord is greater than any other God. The Lord does whatever pleases him throughout all of heaven and earth, and on the seas and in their depths. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain. He releases the wind from his storehouses. He destroys the firstborn in each Egyptian home, both people and animals. He performed miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt. Pharaoh and all the people watch. He struck down great nations and slaughtered mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of the Canaan, of Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, a special possession to the people of Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your fame, O Lord, is known to every generation. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold, shaped by human hands. They cannot talk, though they have mouths, or see, though they have eyes. They cannot hear with their ears or smell with their noses. And those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. O Israel, praise the Lord. O priests of Aaron, praise the Lord. O Levites, praise the Lord. All you who fear the Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord be praised from Zion, for he lives here in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalms 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who places the earth on the water. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. 
He acted with a strong hand and powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through. His faithful love endures forever. But he hurled Pharaoh and all his army into the sea. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. His faithful love endures forever. He killed powerful kings. His faithful love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel. His father's faithful love endures forever. He remembered our utter weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every living thing. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heavens. His faithful love endures forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you thanksgiving and praise that your love is continually with us forever. Amen. Reading of Psalms. Now we go to Proverbs. Proverbs 17, 12 to 13. 14 and 15. It is safer to meet a bear wrath over cubs than to confront a fool caught in folly. If you repay evil for good, evil will never leave your house. Beginning a quarrel is like an opening of floodgates, so drop the matter before disputes breaks out. The Lord despises those who acquit the guilty and condemn the innocent. Amen and amen. Thank you for coming to today's reading of June 17 and 18. And we consider ourselves blessed, blessed that the Lord Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Let's give him praise and thanksgiving. We worship him and praise him with a new song for his love endures forever thanks be to god and the father the son and the holy spirit that gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness in jesus name go in peace god bless you